welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. My name is Scott. And I'm Jeremiah. Do you like what I did there? Do you like how we were talking about all the audio equipment before we hit record and then I just uh, turned it on? Yeah, that was pretty just, nice. Just, yeah, I don't even sound like that normally. No, no, uh, you sound. Uh, it's like a radio voice, and it only lasts for like the first minute of the show. That we just drop into <laughs> yeah, ourselves just, afterwards, and you just giggle like, like a bunch of idiots. I keep talking like this for the Welcome entire to the show. Lost O podcast. Good yeah. job, Scott. Good one. <laughs> if you ever want a career in radio, you got to learn how to maintain uh, that. Like one of these episodes. That's right. I literally want to make sure I talk like this the entire time because it's the Lost Scott, you podcast. Are, you are a cut up, you crazy kook. You. I we're gonna say you're a cunt. <laughs> you, you, yeah. Uh, another Scott, piece of you are a cunt. <laughs> another piece of radio broadcast etiquette is I don't think the C bomb uh, tests too well with the uh, FCC. It depends on what you're going for. Guinness Book of World Records getting fired from the most radio stations in one year yeah. for dropping the C bomb within like a, one minute of your first broadcast. You have to get a lot of uh, like fake IDs to keep getting new jobs. I'm pretty sure at some point. You know, there'd be a, like a little mark next to your name, like "Do not hire." Says "cunt" a lot, kind of thing. I'm pretty sure it's a workaround. Yeah, just get a fake life ID. goals, bucket lists. Hey, I've got big uh, a big announcement here before anything here. Okay, um, probably the biggest thing we'll bring to the show this week all year, all year. Um, I, I'm at a loss. I don't even know what you're about to say. You you know the news, but uh, here's 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 what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Fireball, the official unofficial. <laughs> Uh, drink of the Lost at Home podcast has released. I, I shit you not. I'm a, tweeting them right now to a let, boxed, us, let them know a boxed version of their drink. It contains apparently. I, I we don't have it here in Vermont yet. I haven't seen it yet. Um, apparently, it contains two fifths worth of alcohol. Uh, two bags worth of 750 milliliters each. That's uh, about a fifth or a fifth. That's like and a decent IV spout. drip. And. Uh, <laughs> And it's great because I don't like feeling classy when I'm drinking Fireball. I want to, like, really wear the part, you know? Um, and now it's got a spout. It's sort of like boxed wine, only it's Fireball. Look it up. Check it out. It's uh, Fireball in a box. Do you think Fireball has an actual account, or do you think they have a parent company? Like like a company that I makes like, multiple liqueurs and liquors. I, I know they've got a parent company. I can't remember who it is, but it says it on their bottles because they're the same ones that make, like, fi- not Fire and Ice, but another one. Um, the... Uh, Aren't they, are they the same as Dr. McGillicuddy's? Aren't they the same people? Fireball whiskey, correct? Yes, Fireball whiskey. That is a whiskey? Yes, it's, a cinnamon, it's cinnamon whiskey. It's not a schnapster. That's the only reason I like it. It's a real whiskey. I mean, it's like it's only 33% because it's, it's dialed back so they can you know burn you with the Fireball. Um, I thought it was Dr. McGillicuddy's, but I wouldn't be surprised if they have their own separate branded account because it's got its own vibe, you know? It's got its own personality, you know? Fireball is its own fucking entity. It should definitely have... Cause I bet that would be a fun social media account to run because you don't have to be responsible because you should only be catering to people 21 years of age and older as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So uh, that was big news. Well, what I have here is at Fireball Whiskey. That's our Twitter account. And uh, if you're listening to the show and you want to help us with this, uh, tweet at Fireball Whiskey and let them know that not only are of- they the unofficial sponsor of the Lost Home Podcast, but they should be the official. I downloaded a sponsor form, but unfortunately it's all for events. Like there's there's nothing there to just be like, hey, could you just, you know, send us a free bottle, you know, even once uh, once a month. It doesn't have to be weekly. should be weekly, though. We'd drink a bottle a week on this damn podcast if we, if we had it. Um, and keep shouting it out. I'm going to keep shouting it out, but like, you know, only so long I'm going to keep giving them free publicity. Yep. I'm going to keep enjoying their fine, fine, fiery product. 
So uh, a sample tweet, this is what we're going to put out, and you guys can follow suit and do something similar, is at Fireball Whiskey is the unofficial sponsor of the Lost Stone Podcast, at least until they become an official sponsor. Wink, wink. Hashtag wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. that, that should do. That should light a fire under them. That should, absolutely. And under hopefully, hopefully they're, they've got a good uh, a, uh, social media department that actually takes care of that shit. So. Uh, let's see how good of a social media department they have. When was the last, last time they tweeted? Yeah, that would tell uh, you. Four hours ago. Oh, okay, so they're active. Five hours ago. They're active at least. One day ago, one day ago, one day ago, five days ago, six days ago. So, eh, Ish, yeah. They probably have stuff there. to say. I bet you yesterday it was announcing their big old fucking box of box of fireball which is big oh news. would you like to know uh big news yesterday's welcome was to announcing, scott reed's tweets uh not your father's root beer paired with fireball whiskey Ooh, okay. not your typical family reunion nice i i like is that something that you would drink i i've never thought of it granted i've never thought of there's a lot of stuff that mixes very well with fireball actually um but i, I would see yeah sure why not Huh. Also, apparently, Gosling's ginger beer with a shot of Fireball in it is something that I wonder. I wonder if their company uh, owns those as well. It might, maybe, maybe, yeah. but we'll find out more when they contact us Absolutely. with their excited sponsorship. Yeah, I'm sure, like on their knees, asking, "Be like, can we help?" All, we, all we're asking for is, I mean, we're straight up free liquor here. You know, like Dan Harmon's got one with. Uh, one of the one of the liquors. Uh, I mean, it's, it's vodka. It's a vodka. But I don't know if it's, it's not. It's not Kettle One, but it's, it's like um, it's not, it's not absolute, but it's it, is, is it Great Goose? Maybe I don't know. It's, don't it's know. one of those. It's it's a decent. It's like a mid level. You know, yeah. Like they a heard him on a podcast bottle. and they're like, yeah, we'll sponsor you. And all they did was they sent him like a bottle, and then he w- could say we are officially sponsored yeah. as a joke. Yeah, yeah. Which is all we really want. Yeah, just give us. You know what? I would not mind a, a box of uh, Fireball. I have not. I have not. It's not around here. We. You wouldn't even need to box yet. it to mail it. It comes in a box. Yeah, just, just put some just put a on it. and a bow and just send it. Because <laughs> that's how you mail things. You yeah. put bows you on. You put them. bows on it. Yeah. Bow is <laughs> the official postage of the Lost Zone Podcast. All right. By the way, we haven't received any fan mail in a while. I think it's because of all the bows. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, we do have a real sponsor, uh, the Bambox. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, if you want to go to lostzonepodcast.com and look at the middle banner on our page, we have an image for the Bambox, and it's clickable, and it brings you to their website. And if you make a subscription through them of one of their amazing, amazing subscription boxes full of not shit, yeah. you will uh, help the show out, especially if you use code LAH10 at checkout. That's 10% off for you. And a kickback for the show that keeps the lights on here at the studio. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Bambox is not full of Funko Pops and other trash that you can buy on a shop, uh, shelf at Walmart. Yep. It is full of Hollywood replicas, signed items, animation. A lot of exclusive cells. stuff that just, in fact, almost all of them are exclusive, exclusive if, I, if I'm not mistaken. You'll get a headshots autographed. You will get animation cells from 80s cartoons. You will get Hollywood replicas of props from movies. You will get autograph props. You will get shit i don't know they change it up every month it's yeah, kind of no, exciting it's, it's, i would say very go cool. there check out the bambox.com but make sure you go to lostandownpodcast.com go through our banner link and then shop and you will love what you have you can put things on your shelves i know a lot of my friends have toy shelves at home with action figures and stuff little geeky trinkets you will put something up on your shelf that anyone who comes over and hangs out for the night will be like how the fuck did you get that and i mean you can just refer them to us as well and we can keep this little train rolling yeah absolutely let's call that good enough for sponsors unofficial and official absolutely hopefully you'll buy some fireball uh, while you enjoy unwrapping your Speaking nice band absolutely absolute vodka <laughs> <laughs> well we're almost out of time folks yeah. i hope you enjoyed our sponsorship hour 
Now, we're going to roll into the show. Uh, we're going to do another week web of droppings. web dropping. So, web, web dropping. Web, yeah. web, web dropping. Web dropping. Did it just play? Probably. All right. <laughs> All right. So, we are bringing stories to the table that are updates for the first two. Um, the first one is an update on an old story, probably about a year ago now. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, in like March of uh, 2016, I think, when oh, they. Even longer, yeah. 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 Uh, Long-time listeners and people who are familiar with the internets in general probably remember the petition to name a new boat and Not just how it, was a, it went. Yeah, it was like an, uh, like a big expedition boat. It was a huge mothership. scientific expedition. Yeah, uh, an Antarctic, if I recall, uh, expedition Correct. ship, and it's a mothership uh, which with a bunch of little baby ships, too. Yep, and uh, it won, or the uh, the fans of the name Bodie McBoatface yes. technically won with 49% of the vote. Yeah, uh, and I think 124,000 votes total. Absolutely, and in a weird like turn of events, the people who owned the boat decided that that wasn't a good enough name, even though democracy prevailed, and they ended up naming it yeah. something stupid. Uh, they like the Sir David Attenborough, which is fine. David Attenborough nope. is yeah. fuck you, not nope. as good as Bodie McBoat. He I, should I do never have been knighted. I do have to say though, out of they did, I hated least, him on Mash. At least had a, a little bit of a, a respect for the process, and they did name one of their uh, major research vessels. Um, Bodie McBoatface. Not only that, but recently in, um, I think it was just March of this year or April of this year, um, or maybe even May of this year. It was this year, not that long ago. I think it was May of this year. It just fired off its first expedition. So Bodie McBoatface finally sailed, or not sailed, I think they, they it was submerged. It was, I think, a, a submarine. And I think it came up with some really interesting stuff off of uh, Antarctica. It also uh, tore off a, a chunk of ice the size of Delaware, and they blamed it on climate change. Conspiracy! Wow. Okay. Uh, that was actually information you brought to the table. Yeah. I was not even well, aware last of. Part, the last part was bullshit. The, uh, oh, well, yeah. you know. Well, I, I don't mm -hmm. know if you didn't know that there is a chunk of Antarctica that fell off that's the size of Delaware that's due to climate change, essentially. We all, but, but, but Delaware is insignificant, so the news you brought to the table, to me, feels insignificant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Bodie McPhoface did not cause that. Anyway, what's your little uh, tidbit about Bodie? A Swedish rail operator has vowed to name one of its newest trains Trainy McTrainface. Not as good. Don't get it. Moving on. <laughs> no, no, I think that's cool. They, they said uh, it was, first of all, I think they, um, yeah, they said like it, it, uh, in... Uh, not response, uh, out of respect for the people who essentially had their votes fucking thrown away on a goddamn submarine. Welcome that, to Trump's America, yeah, that Sweden. Broke off, that broke off a piece of uh, of Antarctica and blamed it on climate change because they want to uh, create climate change which doesn't exist. And, uh, but wouldn't you love it if like that one chunk, if Bodie McBoakface actually hit it, broke it, and that was the tipping point? That was the uh, what is what was that movie where like the oceans rose, uh, temperatures rose, the water rose, and like New York City got deluged with waves of water that then froze. Oh, you talk about day after tomorrow? Yeah, day That's, after tomorrow, dude. What I if, fucking what if we love get all, that movie. But what if we get all here in the news right now? Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, David Attenborough. <laughs> no, the uh, oh, the, the gray-haired gray guy uh, uh, from CNN, the one that everyone likes and reveres. Uh, He's gay. Um, I know, I know who you're talking about. Uh, uh, Anderson, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Wouldn't you love it if Anderson Cooper's like, it's a dark day for the world, or for America, nay the world. Climate change has been accelerated. Ocean temperatures have dropped. Waves are coming in. New York City is 20 minutes away from destruction. 30 minutes ago, 
Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> <laughs> and he's about to like basically explain that yeah. millions of people are about to die, but has minutes to ago, say Bodie, Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think it would just be ironic if it was narrated or, or uh, brought to us by David Attenborough, but the, he would have, like, he's a broadcaster. He'd world, have a reason to do it. The world didn't die in silence. It was more of a nervous giggle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. But yeah, um, so the train will be named. It runs between the Sweden capital of Stockholm and Gutenberg, and, which is the ca- country's second biggest city. Um, that's honestly about it. It was just done yeah. in reverence to people who got their votes thrown out. Yeah, so, it's good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we have a second update before we get into the show proper, and this is based on the Ark Encounter. Uh, if you were listening, I think, three or four months ago, we did a good portion of that episode about the Ark Encounter And we've Kentucky. talked Ken Ham a few times on this. Ken Ham is a fucking douchebag. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's an insane uh, creationist who um, created this Ark life-size uh, theme arc. park if you call it that i mean there's it's not really much you get to walk around and see like jesus riding dinosaurs it's in kentucky but it's got dinosaurs in it yes and it, it talks about how like the big dinosaurs didn't travel on the ark because they were too big silly their yeah. eggs went on the ark that's right and uh, i love that yeah, creation- see, i love on. that a creationist couldn't just fucking say the, the the flood killed the dinosaurs he had to go one step further and be like well no one's gonna like the ark if it's full of sheep Let's let's put velociraptors in yeah. there and then twist the mythology they're trying to create to say that something else killed dinosaurs well, I, after the flood. Well, I think the problem is is they they already had like a whole like section of the Ark Encounter with Jesus and those guys like playing with dinosaurs. Like, oh fuck, we're gonna have to reverse engineer this. They can't have been killed off in the Ark yep. because the Ark uh, happened before Jesus did. Yep. So they were clearly around. All right, what do we do? Ah, eggs fine yeah people just make this stuff up it'd be one thing if it literally said that in the bible i could understand that people not really but i could understand people maybe accepting it be like well it's in the bible this guy just pulled that out of his ass he's like well uh, they're they're trying to apply logic and scientific type logic to which these scenarios that's why creationism is so bullshit you can't well yeah and well and yeah okay and uh, the reason we're bringing this story to the table is that uh the update is they have lit the entire arc with a rainbow of lights. It looks really it cool. Looks it beautiful. looks fucking awesome. It's it's gorgeous. It's like the best of the best you could get for like Christmas lights. It's supposed to be lit year round as far as yeah. like permanently. And it, it's it's you go online and look up Ark Encounter Rainbow. It's it's fucking astounding to look yeah. at. Which it, is the, the arc is huge. The arc is gigantic. It took years to build. Yep. It's it's supposedly it's, it's a life size replica. <laughs> but um what's Troubling is that the reason they're lighting the arc up with the rainbow is that Ken Ham has decided to take it upon himself to take back the rainbow yeah. from gay culture. Because we all know that the rainbow can't belong to two people. Nope. God. Well, let's. You know what? Let's you know, not even put words in his mouth. Let's read his tweets. Yes, we have a list. I would, of I would love to hear uh, this. Okay, please. Um, I'm gonna read in the voice of Ken Ham. Okay. Duh. <laughs> The Ark Encounter is lit permanently at night with a rainbow to remind the world that God owns the rainbow and is a sign of his covenant. That's true, because according to the Bible, when 
God got all pissed. He's like, oh, I don't like you guys. And he threw a bunch of rain down. He said, I'm going to flood all you cocksuckers out of here. Boo! But except for, let me take a couple of, of each so you can, and you know it, you're cool. Adam um, and Eve worked fine genetically. I mean, a brother and sister fucking man- managed to make a world not full of retards. That's true. Yep. yep. So, uh, yeah, we do the Go same ahead. thing with Moses. Moses and his wife, you know, they can have some kids and these kids will fuck each other. And Go ahead. No well, retards. Noah, Noah no the, retards. Noah was the ark, remember. Not Moses. Uh, the ark. Mo- Moses uh, led, the, led his all his uh, Jewish friends out of Egypt and uh, part of oh, the Red yeah. Sea. So who made the Ark? Uh, Noah. It was Noah's Ark. Oh, see, I'm uh, yeah. I'm not religious. So anyway, uh, Noah's oh, Ark. Yeah. Uh, you know, it happened, and then all, and then afterwards, God was like, "Oh, boy, this is too bad. I feel bad." And he, so he's like, "Here's a rainbow." Yep. See, that means I won't do it again. Yep. Well, as opposed I mean, to I don't know. I mean, maybe, he uh, won't. <laughs> he won't do it again because Ken Ham says in his next tweet. Duh. <laughs> The rainbow is a reminder God will never again judge the uh, wickedness of man with a global flood. And next time, the world will be judged by fire. Yeah. Oh, that's much better. What's he going to have, like a fire bow after that? It's going to be a fire flood. Yeah, just a big old flood of fire. And then after that, he's going to feel bad and go, oh, I feel bad. Human beings are good. And then he's gonna put a little uh, flame in the sky. And if you're thinking we're putting words in Ken's ham, Ken Ham's mouth about him wanting to take back the rainbow, I think you technically put "duh" into his mouth. We're, That's uh, it. The rest was all quoted. We're uh, well, I mean, according to Ken Ham, God put "duh" in his mouth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. God, God made him. So the duh was inherently part of him. Yeah. Uh, he, his last tweet here that I'm gonna read, uh, Ken Ham on Twitter once again. Duh! Christians need to take back the rainbow as we do at Ark Encounter. God owns it. He decreed it's a sign of his covenant with man after the flood. Duh! So, like, so, I mean, didn't God make, uh, I mean, by his logic, I mean, didn't God also make gay people and therefore maybe, uh, the rainbows for everybody, right? Ken Ham, I'm guessing, is the cl- most closeted motherfucker on earth. And I bet you, if you go through the Ark Encounter and count the closets, <laughs> those numbers are going to be staggering. It's it What's is in that closet. Nothing you can't look. Nothing. You mean like yeah. electrical equipment? Like that's the circuit breaker for this half of the Ark? Yeah, circuit no, breaker. That's don't it. Yeah. Look. Like, yeah, you- circuit breaker. Yeah. <laughs> It's just fucking... <laughs> no, no, shut up, Filipino boys. <laughs> <laughs> Filipino boys and foot-long black dildos. Yeah. Oh, Ken Ham. Yep. Um... So yeah, Ken Ham, you you're you're a piece of shit, and uh, we don't really care about your arc encounter, but it no, does I, look gorgeous. pretty. And honestly, it does keep, look keep it up. That's fine. I don't think people are gonna go like, I guess we should take back the rainbow. What are you like? What are you gonna do? What are you? How are you gonna take it back? Like the uh, the the, the community is just gonna be like, no, you can have it. I guess. Funny or die, and I would say us if we lived closer. But funny or die is kind of global. They need right. to do a skit where two gay guys or two gay women are walking like along the shore because it's parked by water. Yeah. Um, and they see the boat and they're like, "Oh my god, look! It's a giant gay cruise." It would be great. And then it just like cuts to the inside. It's just like, yeah. After just midnight, a, it turns into just a gay cruise. Just a fucking just a crazy, amazing, fun rave. And just Ken Ham is like so torn because he loves it and hates it at the same time. Yeah. It's like I'll have to take you into one of my closets and teach you a lesson. All right. I hope that's a future story for the show that like. At night, when they lock it up, like a large contingent of gay people from Kentucky 
break the locks, you, dude, go that, in and throw an underground dude, rave. The, a, a, a land cruise on a fucking giant ark, that yeah. would be a kick-ass fucking rave spot. You if, got people wearing, a, like, black leather, like, thongs, riding a velociraptor. Velociraptor around. It would be so fucking cool. That place is huge. It would be an amazing... You could have, like, different, essentially different floors of DJs and shit, yeah. just like a real rave. It'd be like Webster Hall yeah, times I, I want the thousand. biggest, gayest rave at the Ark Encounter. And we gotta change it to something like keep the word encounter. I like that. Yeah. Call it like the Mark Encounter. And yeah. every DJ is named Mark. Every bouncer is named Mark. The doorman's named Mark. The hostesses who carry around little weird drinks and food also named Mark. Also named Mark. And you, they at least the have to have Mark. their own like name tag. Everybody has to have the name tag. Hello, my name is Mark. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, so let's get on that. Yeah. Come on, people. We're uh, we're actually. Uh, carried by a couple different internet radio stations one is the uh what is it the rainbow radio it's a uh, rainbow radio fm yeah yeah rainbow radio fm um if you guys are uh, down for this we should actually get on twitter and see if we can do a movement where we uh deluge that arc i, well, I all think it's beautiful i think rainbow. you would have to like rent it out under the cover of something amazing yeah. Yeah. and we're, then just bring everybody in a Republican and just, tea party and just slowly have it like have it start fine where everybody does have hello my name is mark stickers on and yeah. they're all there well dressed and everything and then slowly it just like escalates and, and you some, need one breaks major out fucking turntables boom 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 is there yeah. a famous gay mark a famous gay mark that you could have that would also because you be need okay a point in the night there. where it's like two a.m. and it's like everyone's like Mark, 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 yeah. Mark, Mark, and all of a sudden like Mark Wahlberg comes out and just yeah. like with his like uh, his uh, boogie nights like uh, like attire yeah. yep. and just does like a dance for everyone. Dude, Mark Wahlberg would be the biggest gay icon after that, even if he's not gay. No, and I don't think he's gay. Well, you don't have to be a gay to be a gay icon, but look at that, it's a transgender. <laughs> hey, I, I remember him in that famous uh, uh, Michael Bay movie, Transgenders. Yeah, transgender. <laughs> well, look at that. Hey. It's a, the transgender. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm fine. From, I'm from Boston. It's a tra- it's cool. Transgender. Say hello to your mother for me. That's fine. That's good. Transgender. And, and, and your other mother. I'm cool with gay rights. That's fine. It's just a transgender. It's no big deal. Don't be weird about it. Transgender. So let's all go down to Boston. I got a quarter. We can put it in the meter. Transgender. It's fine. Good. Say hello to your mother. <laughs> yeah, so we need Mark Walker, <laughs> okay, an <laughs> army of gay people, <laughs> and the guys of a Republican Tea Party, we've and, got, we've and got, enough we're DJs. We're close. All right. Um, all right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to skip Fontgate for another week, because really, I'm not really feeling it. I don't think it's going to be that funny, and we don't, we, we've got you know 23 minutes left, plenty of stories to cover it. Let's do that. Okay. I'll bring it next week. Font-gate. See if people feel okay. We're skipping Fontgate. Yeah. It must be fate that we're skipping Fontgate. And we're going to go into Reverse Purge, which is going to be the name of this episode. Yeah, I was really hoping we could get a quote from one of our Baltimore friends. Uh, as longtime listeners of the show know, we're, uh, oh, you know, we're friends with the Nerd Apocalypse don't have podcast. Friends. Well, we have Baltimore acquaintances. They were our sworn enemies. Yeah, we had a we had a what was it a pattern war or something a pod war going with them? It was a war. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was a beef, that's for sure. Um, but what we ended up doing was writing to them and letting them know that we wanted to maybe get a quote from them on this because we, we have got two a Baltimore story of, stories yeah, back stories. to back here, and uh, they didn't have time. I think they're recording Nerdpocalypse tonight. So if you're listening to this show and you like uh, geek culture. Uh, probably my favorite geek podcast on earth right now is the Nerdpocalypse. It's mine, podcast. and to me, yeah, I'm sure there was there's tons before it and everything, but to me, that's the 
the original, even though there were others before, the original real geek culture podcast. Yeah, people are like, what about Nerdist? Fuck Nerdist. It's a bad podcast. Well, I'm think, well, sorry. Well, the thing is, though, like, the Nerdist is also, like, that's pop culture, I think, not mm-hmm. geek culture. I mean, yeah, they call it geek culture, but it, like, has the pop of the geek culture in that these, like... Nerdpocalypse knows their shit inside and out, and they're they're great. So now, um, I personally coined this phrase: "reverse purge." Yep. Baltimore is calling for a reverse purge, asking that nobody kill each other for a murder-free yep. weekend this very weekend. Seventy-two hours of no murders, and exactly. the reason this is a big deal is because apparently it's very rare for even a day to go by without a homicide. Although there are about one hundred eighteen. Um, Killings a year, which tells me that it that you could have one every three days, apparently on on average ish. I believe just about this right. year was up from those original numbers. I'm scanning through because I didn't highlight the numbers, but it was uh, Baltimore had not exceeded 300 annual homicides for any decades before 2015. Okay, with the number of homicides shot up to 344 in 2015. Okay, 318 last year, and the pace is actually going where. Apparently, we're looking to beat that number this year. Uh, the idea here is they want people to literally. Call oh, a they've truce. seen 188 killings this year so That's far. That's what I thought. Yeah. So they're on they're on par for 300 uh, 370 something ish. Yep, so they they may 360 be yeah. about one a day. Yeah, that makes sense. So they've set up a Facebook page and they've set up a pledge it's online. Like half a Chicago guys, God, come on, no shit. Um, they're putting out flyers. They're getting the word out on the streets. They've set up the website. They set up a Facebook page, Facebook groups. Um, the idea here is they literally want to see if they could just get people to call a truce. And it sounds like you're trying to get two armies to stop fighting, but you're literally trying to have someone like maybe think twice before doing something wrong because maybe this bug is in their head. Yeah. They're like, you know... I don't want to be that one asshole ends up making international or national news because I'm the one fuck up who broke the, the, broke the truce. Broke the truce. Yeah, like it, it will literally be if you kill someone on this weekend, you will be more prominent than if you just killed someone any other day of the week. This started with like a single woman's plea, pretty much to say, "Hey, you you can do this, and there's a reason to do it. Like we should be able to have a murder free weekend, and it would be great if people could." If you could do this, and we could have it even once a year, where on that weekend people like. Just a housewife, you know, anybody could feel comfortable walking around in these super dangerous neighborhoods that they would otherwise be terrified and they'd take the long way around to go. It'd be great if they could just walk home a direct route and not worry about these, like, terrible, like, getting caught in some crossfire or something along those lines. Getting caught in some crossfire yes. sounds a lot better when you sing it out loud. People yeah. dying. Pop, pop, pop. People dying. Pop, pop. Oh, Baltimore, you're silly. You just you keep crazy. doing you. And we all know that's the kind of music that comes out of Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just um, were singing like Donny Osmond shit for, <laughs> for a Baltimore. Like, <laughs> that's all I know. That's all I know. But that's the way to bring peace to Baltimore. We'll bring our act on the road. Come on, people of Baltimore. Do, 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 do. Don't shoot people anymore. We can rhyme more with more. Even more if you stop killing people. Baltimore. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> the don't shoot people song has a gun sound effect throughout it. <laughs> uh, no, that was the sound of me giving thumbs up. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, come so, on, Baltimore. Uh, yeah, Baltimore, you can do this. Uh, buck up. Let's try not to kill anyone for one weekend. Instead, uh, take your weekend. Look at some backlogs of podcasts. Ours. That's right, yeah. Uh, Nerdpocalypse uh, podcast. And also, Nerdpocalypse has Black on Black Cinema, yep. Check which out, is uh, actually world famous. It's been on uh, top 10 lists across the country, across the world. Yeah. Uh, Patton Oswalt is a listener and has been urging people to listen to it. Uh, these guys do good stuff. Like, yep. they're our friends, and we want to make sure that you check them out if you haven't already. Oh, the other thing is, if you're saying, but I need my crime fix or something like that, well, you can always check out MacTac Podcast, which is M-A-K-T-A-C, which is Mac and, uh, Mac and Mark Mike, <laughs> Mark Mike Mac, and Kyle Talk About Cops, which is uh, a couple of our friends talking about episodes of Cops, and they've got a lot of good stuff on their podcast as well. And they just... Watch cops and talk about the the shows, and so you can still get your crime fix, folks, but in in a way that uh, is not as harmful to the community. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to our other Baltimore story. Uh oh. Um, this one is okay. It's less we have funny. A trumpet it's sound? more dumb. I want it's a like, muted trumpet sound. It's like a wah, wah, yeah. So so, so say 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 the uh, read read the headline and I'll do a muted trumpet sound. Baltimore police officer mistakenly records himself with body cam planting drugs at a crime scene. <laughs> yep. Uh, as if it isn't hard enough to Ooh. get crime off the streets, Baltimore has had an issue with crooked cops planting evidence. I know, which is great. Apparently, there's enough crime to go around. Why are they making more? They like, literally are making crimes and because of this uh, I'm too lazy to go somewhere and just toss some drugs under this dumpster okay yep, yeah. because, and because okay, of yeah. this drugs they're actually dumpster. that's fine yeah fine say hello to your mother I thought you were going to a Mark Wahlberg that's why I actually <laughs> paused um, because of this they actually have to throw out a lot of cases um, any case that's basically been covered by these guys in the last say couple months is now subject to scrutiny yeah they, and, they and a lot of them are probably legit they got this one dipshit okay well, yeah, I'll, I'll let you continue. Go ahead. Because I've, I've got some specifics on this story, but I don't want to jump right into it. I'm going to get too ahead of myself. Yeah, this here. came from the body camera of Baltimore police officer Richard uh, P. Harrow. Um, he's seen in the video, from his own body cam video, planting a bag of pills in a tin can while two other officers watch him. Yeah. He then walks I like off. The, I like them, like, supervising. They chat for a moment. Paul, you're, no, you missed, you're not. You're, yeah. And then he walks back the... and discovers drugs. Yeah. And the thing that's great about it is that he thought, apparently these body cams, which uh, to me, this makes body cams absolutely fucking useless. Uh, you can, uh, they allow the cops to turn them off and on. And he thought he was shutting the video of the body cam off. Turns out he was just shutting the audio off. So the audio cuts out, and then it shows him going over, just planting some drugs, having a good old time planting drugs, and then walking back, and all of a sudden the audio comes back when you see him click the uh, audio back on, thinking he's clicking the video back on. Then all of a sudden he makes a charge for it, like, whoa, what are these going from? What the door? Yep. And uh, first of all, I mean, if you're going to fucking try to, like, commit this kind of... Uh, like scandalous, fraudulent, uh, criminal activity. Learn how to use your fucking body cam first. Like this, this is like or, dumb or, or, criminal or, shit. Or learn, or maybe take one improv or acting class where you don't go a beeline yeah. for what looked like a bombed out rubble yeah. lot, and just like and immediately and go under one thing what? full of drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like look around a little bit yeah, first, and lift some rocks, look under them, be scared of a bee. You know, maybe just, he, maybe hear a noise. All of these stuck in a box, pantomimes, <laughs> <laughs> and then accidentally maybe kick the can over with that your would foot. That would be a great skit. Like this guy's just going fucking improv nuts, just with like fucking ridiculous shit, and then he tags his buddy, and his buddy comes in. 
in and does something similar, and then finally they find the drugs. It's just like a shitty improv troupe, and then all of a sudden they find the drugs. And uh, because of his involvement in up to 53 active cases... Which, again, most they, of them he probably didn't plant drugs for. But they may all be thrown out now yeah. because there's no way of telling anymore. Uh, once you do something like this, your credibility's gone, and as far as I'm concerned, and I know how police work, they're going to give him a slap on the wrist and probably send him right back out in the field. But yeah, he should he, be he fired. Might be, he might be stuck in paperwork for a little while. Oh no, a paid leave. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah poor guy. He'll still get his pension. All that shit. No, police need to be held to a higher scrutiny. I'm not a all cop hater. No, uh, me either. Like we know yeah, that we, most we of know them are lots afraid. of cops yeah. and they're nice guys, but we also know there's bad eggs, and one bad egg can make a thousand other cops well, look like and that's bad why eggs. I don't, I don't by, get why the like why cops have, like feel so much they have to stick to their own when the, the they other should be ones, outing each other yeah. so hard to prove that there are good cops yeah. when they keep quiet because otherwise it makes them look like bad because everybody's assuming every like all of them are planting drugs because you covered it up and you're like yeah. well if you're covering it up you're protecting them because you you are too which is probably not the case they're just sticking up for their boy but, but you're also looking at people who have access to drugs to plant access to all kinds of information if you out a cop and the next day you probably have coke in your locker and, really? And Sweet. Then you, and, and then you're fired because they out you for having oh, coke. Oh, okay. I thought it was just like a little reward. A little reward. Just be like, hey, buddy. Because the system's so fucked up, a dirty cop is actually way more dangerous than a clean cop. Yeah, of course. Because any clean cop can be made to look dirty, and any dirty cop can have ten buddies who are also dirty helping him. He's a dirty cop. So, um, Baltimore, get your shit together. Uh, Dirty cop, unlike those beautiful cops on cops, which you can check on MacTac Podcast. You wonder why there's such a high crime rate when your own police force isn't even trustworthy. You got to get your shit together, Baltimore. Yeah. Take all your shit, put it in one place. I know how to solve this. Do, 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 do. Get your shit together, Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cops are good. Cops will be good if you rat out the other cops. Don't plant coke in his locker. No, no, no. Baltimore, don't do that anymore. Cops, you know, they're all good. Good, good, good more. Pow, pow, pow. Pow, pow, pow. Pow, pow, pow. Pow, pow, pow. Rap breakdown. Pop breakdown. This mob breakdown. Pop breakdown. Pop breakdown. Shot a cop. Pop, pop, pop. Shooting a cop. Shoot that fucking pig right in the head. Don't give a shit if he's alive or dead. Unless he's alive, which case I will go over and shoot him again, motherfucker. Baltimore. Pop, pop, pop. Truce. 72 hours of freedom, baby. Awesome. I'm not a rapper. No, neither was I. I just said I was going to do a rap it or loop, but didn't rap once. <laughs> yeah. That's why I decided to pick it back up from you. Just go rap, 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 rap. And you're like, I think maybe you were the MC setting it up or something. All right. You brought the next story to the table. This is like a short one and it's just disgusting, but I wear contact lenses. Um, you do not. Uh, uh, I, I, I wear... thought about it, but I actually like the way glasses look on me. The only time I want contact yep. lenses are when I see 3D movies, because putting those other glasses over your glasses sucks. No, and as you know, like I, I wear, um, I wear contacts about uh, I'd say 50% of the time. When I get home, I usually take them out, put my glasses on. I like my glasses, um, way more convenient. But in the summer, also I need uh, sunglasses, super light sensitive. So I also wear contacts pretty. Much I have non-stop. prescription sunglasses. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this one freaked me out that uh, doctors ended up finding 27 contact lenses that got lost in a woman's vagina. Eye. That would be, that wouldn't be a big deal. It'd be like, <laughs> oh, I got and it's like a tiny little sliver or nothing. I was hoping it was going to be vagina. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, this is eyeball. This is actually way worse. Um, and 
What ended up happening, the 67-year-old went in for eye surgery. I think it was for cataracts. Um, and because she was complaining about uh, there being some pain in her eye, discomfort, all this kind of stuff. They went in, and as they were performing some surgery or a checkup, whatever it was, they found a uh, blue mass that they discovered was actually 27 uh, contact lenses clumped together that had essentially fused together and were stuck under her eye with mucus. And this... Uh, yeah, so one, the, the one eye. One eye. So where? As far as, so, as well, so, I don't know. There, there's 17 so uh, lenses clumped together. So on 27 separate occasions, she took one contact out but left the it, other it, in? I, I'm not sure if it was actually the, uh, uh, let's see, um, in, in separate eyes or not. They just said, um, boo, boo, boo. they say 27 in a woman's eye, singular. So I love that I they describe know. it as a bluish mass. Yes. Well, because 17 gets pretty, I mean, one of them is thick enough. Like, I, I wear them in... If I had two in my eye, I wouldn't be able to blink. Like it would be. So I'm guessing these get lost behind her eye. I'm guessing because um, that can happen. Mine have gotten lost almost right up around the other side. Where yeah, you have to pull that's, out that's usually where I find my keys when I can't find them. Yeah, <laughs> just right, right behind Funny, the I eye. I find mine in my vagina. It's crazy. Well, you know, the quickest route to the vagina is through the back of the eye. Uh, okay. It's part of my uh, children's book I'm writing. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's a pop up book. I don't know if I feel worse well, about I mean, you teaching them that something anatomically incorrect or just the fact that you're tossing vagina like willy-nilly into a uh, I'm using the technical clothes. word, vagina. I mean, we're all adults here. It's a scientific term. It is. That's true. Yeah. And it's going to be a pop-up book, but I'm doing the first ever reverse pop-up book. I was going to say, that'd be a pop-in book. It's a pop-in yeah. book. Every Vagina's page, all, all every page when you open it, like almost looks like a portal to hell. <laughs> oh, I like the it's way like you describe it. It's like origami that just goes nowhere, and you can look under the book and see it doesn't go past the spine. Scott uh, Scott describes his feelings of vaginas honestly here, <laughs> accidentally. Like you know, every vagina looks like a portal to hell. <laughs> well, I'm thinking the book starts with the eye and your travel through the back of the eye to the vagina. Well, then you would come out, but it's a pop in book, so you can't come out. So at some point, every you child who so reads at some this point you book, look, you look out and like like daddy's face is right there or something like that. Every person who reads this book has a different experience. It depends what you bring with you. Oh, is it virtual reality it, children's what, book? You, it's what you take with you. But no, it's just a, it's a pop in book. It's all origami. You know, it's all folded paper. Yep. But in, and when you open it, it pops down. Yep. I'm not gonna question the physics. <laughs> It, 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 some of the some of the more intricate structures, like the uh, the fallopian tubes, actually are two two pop downs that stretch. When you look at it, you can actually stick your hand in, and it goes down about three feet. It's a fistable book. The the, the it's a fistable book, but the book itself it's is like the, the book itself is on the eight cover. inches by eight inches. It's it's, it's okay. a bit of a physics trip. So there's so I I do like the thought that like that's emblazoned on the front. The first fistable book. Yeah, for kids. For kids. We, and, and I, mean, we, I mean, the first fistable book, period. Let's face it. But also for kids. I like that. You can fist the eye, the any, any of them. Tube, it's, it's, the it's vagina. A, it's a pop-in book. You should be able to fist all of them. And like farm animals. Wait, where do they come from? <laughs> How, where is the farm animal vaginas. between the eye and the vagina? <laughs> oh, it's in it's middle. Yeah, that's like uh, the, the guts area. Like you start at the eye, you move to the esophagus. And then get to the, the, the You goat. get to the uh, bronchial tubes. Then yep. you end up in a, uh, a goat anus. Okay. Then you're in a uh, giraffe's throat. Yeah, we've always been there. But just by the vocal cords. It's important for kids to learn about giraffe's vocalizations. Yeah. It's way different than ours. <laughs> I think that's, that's the sound That's exactly what they sound like. Yeah. I want that to be my text tone from now on when I get a new text. 
<laughs> and I think my ringtone needs to be the pop, pop, pops. <laughs> <laughs> pop, 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 motherfucker. And then it moves to the, uh, the vagina, uh, the lower vagina, vagina adjacent, uh, the anal canal, uh, the anus. And then there'll be like a uh, like a like a sandworm meets sarlacc pit, uh, like thoughts into the future, like looking into the year twenty twenty. You know, you know where 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 fistable holes are going. Yes. So I, I think this is good. I think it's where got, next. I think it's got enough pages to, to sell and be marketable, and I think kids are just gonna have lo- uh, a lot of fun sticking their hands in all these holes. They have tiny hands. They do. Yep. My hands small like yours. T- tiny hands like a good gynecologist. Yeah. yeah. Donald Trump. So, uh, contact lenses. Uh, we're done. That's it. Oh, we're done. Yeah. Uh, all right. I took 27 uh, contact lenses out of a woman's well, eye. everyone, it's thanks for tuning in this week. <laughs> no, we got Star Wars. Oh, we do. Yeah, I only brought this story to the table because I love geek culture once again. Uh, shout out to nerdpocalypse.com. Um, the epic questions, Star Wars or Star Trek, which is better? I have my opinion, and I feel like if I say it, half our listeners will tune out because everyone has their opinion. Find find an ending. Minus Star Wars. Minus Star Trek. There you go. So it's not really. I was hoping to start a fight. No, we we're breaking up other. the show. No, pop, pop, pop. no I, I literally just died inside. Uh, for, first of I'm all, I'm deleting no. all my notes. No, first we're of all, I, I actually have not seen all the Star Treks. But here's the thing: I've always thought is like it's apples and oranges. Like mm-hmm. Star Wars is not sci-fi, and Star it's Trek fantasy. is fantasy. It's yeah. it's. It's space fantasy, fantasy and sci-fi. versus sci-fi. Star Trek is real sci-fi, and you can't argue. Like, I don't see why the two can't come together and be yeah, loved. It's like, like which, which Abrams is, loves both of them. Yeah, it's like which is better, Interstellar or Princess Bride? Well, I mean Princess Bride, but yeah, but fantasy and, I mean, and sci-fi. I mean, but yeah, Interstellar is fucking great. Again, apples and oranges. Yeah. Yep. So uh, what ended up happening was uh, what's an better, an Rosemary's apple baby and an orange or, or, or got boss into a baby? Fight. What, what was that? Rosemary's baby or boss baby? I saw Boss Baby three weeks ago. That's fine. That's um, yeah. I have issues with its uh, lore. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's teaching kids that babies don't come from mom and dad and come from a corporation. Yeah, but they, and they're fighting but they, puppies. But they they do come from the corporation, but then they they get inserted into the the mom and dad. Right. It's the fact that you could fake a mom and dad with a fake baby and then erase their memories and take away the baby that kind of disturbs me. It's disturbing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's bit dark of, if you think about it. Yeah, like, no, I, longer than most children will think about it. Which I watched is fine. it with my daughter, and the whole time I watched it, I'm like, those poor parents. Like, are <laughs> they, they don't know. What, if, fucking, they, what if, if they're men in black? Did they, yeah, you know, what if fine. the men in black, like wipe cleaners, whatever you call them, what if they like didn't take a rattle from behind a bookcase, and the mom keeps thinking she's <laughs> barren <laughs> and is crying, but then finds a rattle and like has flashbacks of yeah, some memories. And that's and, how you get raped by the devil, Rosemary's baby. Yeah. No, I, I had issues with that movie. Although, I gotta say, for a kid's movie that I didn't know shit about before going into it, eh, not bad. A lot of those movies are like that, though. They're meant to, to make like a few jokes that the parents can get. They have people like Alec Baldwin and such. Yeah, and Alec then, Baldwin was good voice in the yeah. character. And I gotta say that it, it took me about 20 minutes to get into it because I was wrapping my head around the structure of the plot and the universe they were building. And it didn't make sense to me at first because my logic works differently than kid cartoon logic, I guess. Does it now? I mean, I don't think so because I watch tons of cartoons. You do. Tons. Yes, you do. Yeah. But it, it just it took a while to get into. Uh, also, we have a story here. Oh, yeah. Uh, this took place in Oklahoma City where two men got into a verbal altercation over whether Star Wars or Star Trek was better. Uh, the end result was an arrest of 23-year-old Jerome White. 
Um, White was allegedly at home with his roommate when the two began arguing over which movie franchise was better. Uh, an official report from the Oklahoma City Police obtained by ABC News said <laughs> that even though all these circumstances were about to reveal happened, the debate was never settled, nor was which argument from which person they were for. So we don't know if Jerome White, who was arrested, was pro Star Wars or pro Star Trek. We well, you don't, no you, you don't want to like let that out because then the people will be like, "Oh, you just uh, like uh, targeted him because he's Star Wars or Star Trek," and then all of a sudden you're going to have all these total profiling. Yeah, total and then, yeah, profiling. And then you're going to have all these Star Wars Lives Matter fucking people walking around, and they're going to totally, completely undermine the actual people with real problems and shit like that. You know. So what ended up happening was uh, the two roommates began arguing and the roommate who was not Jerome White went to his room and said to White, you're just a trick. Okay, pretty yep. pretty, pretty harsh words, I guess. These are nerds fighting, remember? Yeah. White then followed him to his room, pushed him to the ground, and Again, the two nerds, tussled. Nerd, they, they tussle. That's how nerds <laughs> they, fight. They, do. they tussle. They don't fight, they tussle. We're just having a tussle. They, they wrangle. I, I hope they said that to the cops. We were just having a tussle. We're having a domestic tussle. All right. Uh, White began to choke him, though, and this happened on July first. Mm -hmm. At this point, the victim, who is not named, found a pocket knife on his floor uh, on his nightstand, reached for it, grabbed it, and cut White, who then ran. You know, because he didn't want to get cut. Uh, cops arrived shortly after and found out what had happened and booked White on assault. He also had outstanding warrants and had possession of marijuana, which I guess is enough to actually get you arrested and put in jail for what ended up being a $4,000 bond with a preliminary hearing set for July 27. That's right. Uh, Don't fuck with those uh, Star, yeah. Star Trek guys. That's all there is to it, man. I, that, shit, uh, that shit can cause... I saw like... Yeah, you and one of your nerd buddies uh, starting to get into it at uh, at uh, your place of business not that long ago. One of them was talking Star Trek. You were talking Star Wars. It was just about got into tussle territory. Did you really? Yeah. Was that guy that works at the liquor store? What's his name? Beard. Oh yeah, no, kinda. We had the I, I had to do the it's fantasy and that sci-fi kind of yeah yeah talk. and 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 it, it turned into it almost turned into a tussle. Yeah, we both took off our shirts, you know. Yep. And then you realize, then you both got embarrassed and put them back on because that's what nerds do. <laughs> Aww, I'm only pale, I'm yeah. not fat. No, come no, on, no, come no. on. No, no, but nerds, nerds get embarrassed taking their shirt off, you know, or being around women. I don't. That's right. You okay, are, I do a little. You are topless right now. Uh, you brought a story to the table that I didn't even um, notice. Anti pervert flamethrower. No, do we? Um, do we want to? We 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 got to make time for a couple of pieces of. Uh, Let's of, do your anti-pervert flamethrower real quick. Okay, yeah, this is a quick one because uh, it has to be because I just barely discovered it. Right Dude, that flamethrower is insane in the video I'm watching. Yes, there is. Um, okay, you could murder someone with that so Half easily. Half a meter long. It's th three feet of flamethrower. It looks like a that. fucking lightsaber when it's at its yes. lowest setting, like yes. a foot long lightsaber. It's awesome, and it, it, this this thing that you were looking at is what they call the anti-pervert flamethrower. It's for sale in China. It's being marketed to help women fend off unwanted advances. Because you know what? Sometimes fucking mace just won't do it. Instead of having a six-foot stream of mace, have a three-foot stream of fucking fire. How's and they that? call it or a foot and a half, legal non-lethal tool. If you're wearing Chinese-made polyester garments, you're fucking <laughs> dead. That's that's sticking to your body and it's never coming off, and you're getting just you're just torched. So this is, I mean. I'm very, I'm very curious, to like, to see one of these 
problematic at some point because there's going to be some point where somebody just comes up and startles a woman and asks her for directions and she turns around it's one thing if you turn around and mace somebody it literally only it makes you sick to your stomach possibly because the pain's so bad and it hurts but it doesn't cause any long-term damage you just it fucking sucks but the flamethrower can burn and kill you and these things are being uh, uh, marketed to these women in China, and they look fucking awesome. And some of them look uh, like uh, shaped like cigarette lighters and emit small flames, while others hurl uh, for 50 centimeters with temperatures up to 1,800 degrees Celsius. That's 3,300 Fahrenheit. That's enough to like I don't know melt steel. Unlike yeah. unlike raw jet fuel. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Thank you. 9/11 didn't you. happen. Bush did it. Oh wait, no, it did happen. Bush did. Bush. It. I don't. I can't keep my conspiracy straight. God damn it! My favorite hashtag for a while was 9/11 did Bush. Yeah, 9/11 did Bush. 9/11 did Bush. Um. So anyway, this looks very cool. I had to just bring it in. Uh, that's not. I uh, want one. You know how easy it would be to get it on eBay. Usually, you could start campfires in yeah. like a blink of an eye. I'm curious what customs does when it comes to the United States, though. How do you ship it with fuel in it too? I'm wondering if it, if you put if you can put fuel in it, kind of like butane in a lighter kind of thing. Dude, a small one is only ten pounds, and a large one is thirty six. <laughs> no, it's wait, only, money, money. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I know, I know. Just, I'm just, I'm just that's like twelve dollars American, right? No, no, these these things are like small. Yes, but like um the no, it's like about a pound, about a one and a half, one point six, something like that. So, so six, for like fifteen bucks, to, you could have a flamethrower with a to, three yeah, foot flame. That, um, that, 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 when ignited, will last for. 30 minutes. But I am curious if it actually has, if it contains, because I don't think you can ship combustibles like that, so it, it must be shipped... Empty. Empty, and then you can get the, because I'm sure it's just a standard flame, like butane or something like that, maybe. You I, get, I, I know. wouldn't know. Conjecture um, is not my strong suit. I, I, I don't know, but uh, it's it's worth looking into. I want one of these, and uh, we both want one of these, and some places are selling a lot of them, and they look fucking awesome, and they're just fucking cool, man. Come on. Uh, so that's why I had to bring that one to the table because, first of all, they're called anti-pervert flamethrowers, which I love. So, granted, that's um, that's uh, I think just a poor translation. I don't know if they're actually called anti-pervert flamethrowers or if that's just a poor translation from Chinese to American. It could possibly for the be. sake of headlines. But regardless, it is being uh, marketed to women, just like uh, Mace is, and I think it'd be fucking fun to have around. I'd love one. So that's that. Agreed. Sorry, I'm yawning on air. Yeah. Um, I think we're about at the point where um, we should get into some of our uh, housekeeping here. Yep. Um, how are we dealing with the five-star review plea? We are at 99 We are at 99, reviews, folks. And we need our 100th review. And if you've been listening to this show for a while now and you've uh, taken the time to leave a review, thank you very much. Yep. And if you haven't, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, whatever it is, we'll read it on air. And as our hundredth, let's brainstorming brainstorm something off air. That off we air, can do. yeah. We're gonna do something for the hundredth person. Um, you should, you know, leave a handle um, and get in touch with us via the social medias and whatnot, which we'll leave at the end of the show as well. Um, to uh, to let us know how to get in touch with you, and we will figure out something cool for the hundredth. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, we got we got to get something cool out there. Anyway, um, we need we need a hundred. It'd be great. Nine, we've been stuck in ninety nine since um, well, a couple uh, months now. Yeah, I think May something like that. You know, a couple months, whatever it is. Um, so it'd be great to get another one. Uh, also, um, we want to. I, I think what we're gonna say is um, 
uh, originally, yeah, for the hundredth. That's what we want to do. We also need to shout out uh, VT Comic Con, which, as far as I know, we're attending, and we, or at least attending, uh, as far as we know, we are a part of it as well. So you can come and visit, like we have been in years past. We'll be somewhere. We don't know yet. We haven't gotten the map. I don't even think uh, Jay's necessarily put together the seating charts yet, and he's really busy. Um, we'll be talking to Jay in August about the very specifics. But uh, August 26th and 27th in Burlington, Vermont, we've got the VT Comic Con. You've got people like um, Dahlia Legal, who was Francine from seasons five and six of The Walking Dead. Dan Parent, who's an artist on Archie. Cliff Rathburn of The Walking Dead comics. Chad Rook from Flash and War for the Planet of the Apes. Larry Hama, who is a writer and artist for tons of shit, um, Marvel and DC, but mostly Marvel, for years and years and years and years. He's done G.I. Joe, Wolverine, Daredevil, Punisher, Spider-Man, X-Men. That's just to say a few. All those folks, and probably uh, more to be announced, are going to be at VT Comic Con, as well as us and some other awesome podcasts. So uh, check us out. We'll get more details as the time goes, and we'll chat with Jay about some specifics down the line. And we have one more piece. This is the actual breaking news i guess that we can uh, announce at this point right um yeah absolutely we so, got I mean, contacted even, by this person's agent to be on the show which is a great little plus that we didn't have to go hunting yeah it, it's usually we we go hunting or we get uh we've, we've got a few people who have reached out to us sometimes after we've already interviewed somebody similar or somebody in their circle this was just like a cold call kind of thing which doesn't always happen and um this is pretty awesome even bigger than the fireball news at the beginning of the show um, if you don't know the word, the name Fabio Fritzi, which is F-A-B-I-O-F-R-I-Z-Z-I, you should look him up. You've probably seen some movies that he's scored movies for. This is a legendary uh, film composer for horror movies um, who has done great movies like The Beyond. And uh, my personal favorite theme of his is from Zombie 2, which uh, is also just called Zombie in the States sometimes because it was called Zombie 2 in Italy, he's an Italian composer, because it was uh, the uh, original um, Night of the Living Dead was branded as zombie over there, so they named this movie Zombie 2 to make people think it was a sequel, because they can do that over there, because copyrights don't yeah, really exactly. anything. Um, get people in. Thing is, though, it's one of the greatest standalone zombie movies ever out there. Absolutely. And it has one of my favorite theme songs, which is the song we're going to be going out on today. Um, he also uh, had some of his work put into Kill Bill Volume 1. Right. Most recently, I believe. Oh, and, yeah. Like, and, and another uh, Romero project. His his list of, uh, of admirers is like a laundry list of people. Kind of like when we... Um, you know, talk to, uh, you know, Lloyd Kaufman and, um, who am I uh, thinking of? Lorraine Landon and, um, De, uh, uh De Cohen. Yeah. There Larry, we go. Cohen. Larry Cohen, um, where their, their list of admirers, their famous admirers are like the, a who's who in the, uh, in, in the, in the field anyway. And so Fabio Fritzi, if you listen to his stuff, you'll definitely hear hints of him when you listen to say like or watch stranger things and you know like the kind of vibe they're trying to get when they try to get these like 80s synth um horror laid back feels and stuff to them they're definitely drawing off of things like fabio fritzi and of course john carpenter and things like that as well um so anyway look up fabio fritzi but also look for in hopefully the near future i think we're going to be interviewing him sometime in august yeah so we, we have yet to solidify a date but we've got times down of day we've got some like yeah. small details we're going to be actually skyping with him at his uh, home in italy mm -hmm. so this will be a fun little international uh, interview so. that's right yeah and so sometime in august or september uh look for this we'll obviously give you some more information as it gets closer and uh so that's some big news and it's going to be awesome and we're uh, we're getting into uh 
interview lineup season where we're going to be looking at a couple more for the month of uh, October, especially for some horror stuff. And uh, we'll get a couple of people on the line. We're going to try to hook for that as well. So uh, without further ado, let's see. want to shout out a couple of uh, social media details. Uh, we're at The Lost at Home on Twitter and Lost at Home Podcast on Facebook. And yep. there's a Facebook group that you should join if you haven't already where we put up, for instance, today I put up a uh, our Patreon. Uh, lost commentary movie track for the month. We already said we were going to do a commentary track for Masters of the Universe. So I put up a thing asking for a second oh, one so yeah, we can catch up. So right. we need to do two this month. Yep, so so vote on that. We get some great votes all, all, all yep. the time. You we can Mac uh, and me suggest and Beastmaster and last week or last month. Yep, the group is where everything really happens. The Facebook page is mainly a uh, announcement of new episodes and events. Yeah, and a couple... Uh, the group is where we yeah. talk to people and actually have fun. Yeah, absolutely. So you should become a part of that if you're not a part of that. Um, check it out and ask to be a part of it, and we'll uh, we'll let you know, and we'll let you be a part of it. All right, and without further ado, get yep. lost. Get lost. <laughs>